0: You're listening to The Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 62. So if you've ever felt like the things you wanted to do were so hard, or you didn't have the skill set, or the whole universe was against you, that's literally how this month has been for me oh my goodness, I just feel like I've done hard things before, but why is all of the things I'm trying to do this month so incredibly hard? And I kind of feel like everybody needs to remember that if you are still alive, if you woke up this morning breathing and you have the capacity, the mental capacity, and the just the willingness to want more, that that is not beyond what you deserve. And sometimes we have to remember that each of us has our own underdog story where we've had to overcome challenges. And it kind of brings me back to mine. And I I have quite a few actually, but the one that is most recent and the underdog story that I feel like reminds me of what I I'm capable of is when I started boxing and If you haven't heard this story before, I walked into a boxing gym a year after I had my daughter, and you know how most people will have a baby and then lose weight? Um, I actually gained 60 pounds the year after I had her, and so it was very, very hard physically. It was hard emotionally. I felt really out of my own body. I felt um, just unfamiliar because there were so many emotional changes, and now I had gained all this weight, and I found myself in a boxing gym and they offered me a free workout and I went in and I, I don't know what it was, but something about punching that bag. It just like, it was so freeing and relieving and exciting. And after that first workout, it was one of the hardest workouts I'd ever done, but I paid for a whole year's membership upfront, which was crazy because it was like over a hundred dollars a month and I just like wanted to pay for the whole year upfront. And commit to doing this thing because it was exciting and it was fun. And all of a sudden, like I started going to this gym every single day to learn boxing. And because it was something that I had never done before, it was very difficult. And not to mention, I weighed 260 pounds. So it was physically exhausting. It was very physically demanding. And I showed up to this gym every single day, six days a week. I rarely missed. And I think a lot of that was that pressure that um, that monetary pressure that I had just paid all of this money and I didn't want to waste that money. And not just that, but I think I was just done. I was done being so unhealthy and just feeling like a stranger in my own body. And, um, a few weeks went by and as I was going to classes, I mean, every single time it pushed me really hard, but about three weeks in the main coach, the trainer was, just really hard on me. And he would just kind of come up to me while I was punching. And if my my gloves weren't protecting my face, like, you know, knuckles to temples is kind of what they say. If my gloves weren't that high, he would just come and punch me in the side of the face really quickly. And I mean, this wasn't like a light punch, like a tap, like, oh yeah, put your gloves up. I mean, it was kind of hard. It was hard and it, it almost felt personal. And for weeks, like he would just say the meanest things to me like tell me i was the weakest link and tell me that i needed to pick up the pace and punch harder and put my gloves up and try harder and one more lap and all of this stuff and i was really tough in class like in class i would i was fine i was tough but then the second i got back to my car i would just start sobbing because it was so physically demanding and now it was becoming emotionally demanding and I let this go on for about five months before I said anything. I had started losing weight. And, you know, he just continued to push me in a negative kind of way. And I finally just said, like, what is your problem? You know, why are you so mean to me? Why can't you just give me a break? I'm trying the best I can. Um, I was, I mean, I, my daughter was just about a year and a half at this point, And I would actually bring her in her carrier and like give her a bottle or a pacifier or a toy or whatever, and just set her there and then do my workout and then grab her and leave. And I just remember asking him, why are you so hard on me? And he, he said to me, he's like, you are giving up too soon. You're not pushing yourself hard enough and you can do more. And a good coach is going to push you. And I I wasn't really satisfied with that answer and I got in my car and I cried and I called my husband and I was like I don't understand why this guy is so mean to me. I paid a lot of money to do this. I paid a lot of money to be here like they're not treating me very well. The customer service is terrible. And my husband kind of laughed and he's like, "You know, you have never really had like you've never been part of a sports team. You've never really had a coach before. You've never really had Somebody in that position to help mentor you and make you better physically. And honestly, Chelsea, he just kind of sounds like a normal coach. And I was like, What? Like, what do you mean? He's like, Oh, my basketball coaches would say the meanest stuff to us. And all of the time, like we would, you know, hear these horrible things that probably are not legal now or like a, a coach would probably get in trouble for saying them to us. But 25 years ago, like our coach would say whatever to motivate us and to push us deeper and to like bigger depths of our, our talent and our abilities. And I was like, really? And so I kept coming. Um, He started to be nicer to me and we ended up developing this really strong friendship actually. And all of a sudden, like at that six month mark, like I could tell such a change in my body. Um, I had lost about 60 pounds and I was feeling amazing. I was back to pre-pregnancy weight And he started saying things to me like, and in front of the class again, so this was like these things he would say to me weren't just by myself. They were in front of the whole class. And so now he started saying things to me in front of the whole class, like Chelsea is leading the pack and Chelsea is the strongest and encouraging me to not only just come to boxing class, but step in the ring and start sparring. Now, sparring, if you're not familiar, is where you get in a ring with another boxer, you put on the headgear. And you get to punch the other person. (laughs) And I was terrified. I'm like, why would you ask me to do this? And he's like, you need to take your skill set to the next level. Like, you're a good boxer. You're strong. Like, you need to do this. It's the only way that you're going to ever experience a higher level versus what you're doing here on the bag. And so I was like, "Okay, like, this is terrifying. And I got in the ring and I started sparring. Now, this was, again, not like actual fights. It was just at the gym. And so the the coach was in the ring, like controlling it. Not to say that I didn't ever struggle and that I didn't see stars because I was punched in the side of the head that happened a couple of times, but it actually was a good place to implement what I was learning. Like So many times when we are working on something and learning something and trying to master a skill, we just practice and we practice and practice and research and research and practice and practice and never, ever step up to actually implement it. And it just goes to show that like, you can think that you are as good at boxing as you want, but until you actually get in that ring and have somebody else coming at you, um, trying to punch you in the head and you're trying to punch them in the head, like it's, it's tough. And, um, one of my biggest wins, so for boxing, there's a girl, her name was Anne and she actually would box competitively. And when I got low enough, I had lost 85 pounds. We were basically within a, um, a 10 pound weight difference. And we got to start sparring together. And I remember one time like we were punching and she was really good. She was very, a very defensive boxer, meaning she would, you know, stay back and bounce around a lot. And I was kind of more, um, aggressive. I would put my head down and just like punch, you know, like those uppercut type punches over and over and over. And I got her on the ropes and, um, I, she, she punched me in the side of the head. I put my head down and I just started like uppercut, uppercut, uppercut into her gut and over and over and over. And, uh, like I didn't care how many times she punched me in the head. I just kept going and I wouldn't stop. And again, you're not going full force, but it was, it was annoying to her. So annoying that she actually started screaming and started screaming. That sounds dramatic. She just yelled at me like, I'm done. She tapped out basically. She's like, ah, I'm done. Stop. I'm done. Stop. Um, and I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I had gotten um, an actual amateur boxer who boxes fights, you know, like to win belts, um, to tap out. And it was this really big moment for me where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm a boxer. <laughs> like, look what I did, you know? And I decided I was going to start boxing in the ring. Like, I was like, maybe I want to fight. And I was actually preparing to fight until... Um, I started having all kinds of hip problems and joint problems. And like I've mentioned before, I have lower back issues and I actually went to the doctor to get a physical, to get cleared, to do that. And he said, your back and hips and joints are jacked up, Chelsea. Like you need to stop boxing. I actually suggest that you stop completely and just start doing something else because you were putting so much energy and pressure on this forward humped over forward motion where you're hitting something and it's really ruining your joints. Like you need to take a break. And so I ended up actually canceling my membership and doing a lot more weight training. And and then I've kind of ventured onto other things. And, um, but, but again, as far as just being the underdog, like being the heaviest and the slowest and not the most coordinated and just really struggling so badly that, that the coach was picking me out to, you know, Excelling to the point where I was the fastest one and getting my burpees and my sets done the quickest, all the way to sparring in a ring with an amateur boxer, which I thought was a kind of a big deal, all the way to having her tap out during one of our sparring sessions. And I kind of have to remember that. Like, I'm in a season right now in my own business where I'm really hitting my head against the wall, trying to figure out how. Um, I'm going to take my business to the next level. Like, I'm doing what I think I should be doing. And I kind of just have this epiphany that I need to restructure, take a step back, and go a different direction. And it's hard. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I don't have the skill sets. I'm, again, that underdog. And I, uh, yeah, like, I just want to let you know that if you have ever felt like that, if you've ever struggled with feeling like you're not enough or smart enough or, or talented enough or strong enough or whatever enough, that it really just comes down to, using the willpower and that why, the sheer why and willpower that you have deep inside of you to say, you know what, I'm going to keep going despite the fact that I'm not the best. And I know that to become an expert and to master something, it just takes time. And it just takes implementing what you're learning on a scale that is duplicatable and that you could say, okay, I'm going to keep going. Like I am going to get better. And every day I'm going to get a little stronger. And it doesn't happen overnight. And I saw a quote um yesterday actually, and it said that Beyonce rehearsed for eight months for her, her two-hour Coachella performance. Eight months she rehearsed for that two-hour performance. Um, remember that most things that are worth it do not come overnight. Like, don't expect anything like that, anything different for your business. Like, don't expect overnight results. And the the game of the entrepreneur, the game of I think physical fitness of Mental well-being of uh, anything that you're going to pursue that you want to master comes at the cost of putting in the time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It just takes time, and it's small, consistent daily action is the secret. Everybody wants to know that the secret to success, and to to, like literally 99.9 percent of skill sets, it's small, consistent daily action. So let today be your reminder that. You learn best by doing, and if you are making small improvements day over day, that's what's going to make you a master in the end. Thank you for joining me at this episode, and I'll catch you next time.